Hey, hello. Uh, it's episode 40 of Stick to Sports. We're back after a too long hiatus because we're just both not good at coordinating things, I guess. Uh, there's not a better reason. So Actually, hold on. Okay. I thought there might have been. Like, I 100% thought that you were just busy with college stuff. Oh, and last that was... week, that definitely was why. Um, last the Going last week is... As in this past week, there's no reason we shouldn't have had one. But the ones before that, I was like, oh, he's probably just busy. Oh, no. Well, you just didn't answer my text two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I was doing something stupid. I was literally uh, in the middle of a work thing and saw it and just didn't even – it didn't even register with me. Very rude. I forgot about that. That's my bad. Very, very rude. Um, so uh, apologies. I'm sure everyone was, was super, super, super peeved off. I got some texts. I got some texts about it. Yeah. It has been a weird amount of time. It doesn't feel like it. Yeah, but... And I was more than happy to throw you under the bus. I think this is more your fault than mine, but mm, whatever. I don't agree. Um, well, anyway, <laughs> we have plenty to talk about this week, including... Uh, one that's near and dear to both of our hearts, the NHL's probable decision not to do anything to Matt Calvert for breaking his stick on Thomas Kuhnhockel's back and then elbowing him in the face with 25 seconds left of a blowout game. This is near and dear to our hearts because I live in I live in Pittsburgh and and I hate cover fucking the, Columbus Blue Jackets and, fans and you obsessively hate the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's – I really hate John Tortorella, uh, <laughs> and their fans are the biggest dipshits in hockey this year. So it's a really lethal it combination. It really does. At some point – and it seems like I, – I appreciate that it seems like they have a group of people that care. But at some point, like, this is 2017. <laughs> They've been in the league for quite a while now. Like you got it. You got to take the training wheels off, and that means not, you know, not calling. <laughs> granted, it, this was this was the Columbus Papers' decision, but like, what what is up with the with the crying Sidney Crosby mask thing? I know that I know that's since been canceled, but yeah, like, well, I'll, I'll tell you what's up with it. It's a third-rate town. Like, <laughs> honestly, no fucking joke. Columbus is a poor man's Cincinnati, which is a poor man's Cleveland. Like, it's like it's just a sad little town. These people have one professional sports team, and it's terrible. They have what two playoff wins in their history? I like to me, it's just like that's such an old joke that they should really demand that. They should demand more. No, oh, absolutely. Than, like than something that than something that could have come from you know a Flyers a Philly fan newspaper. Co- in, a, a Flyers in fan thought of in two thousand six. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that's sort of a bummer. I thought Columbus may have advanced a little bit more as a ho- as a hockey town. Beyond that, no, it's a loser. It's a town for losers. Like straight up. <laughs> that's that's not true. Sure like if I, I Columbus is fine. Everybody it's who fi- lives there is a loser 100 percent if they weren't they would they would have moved to cleveland long ago we know how much i enjoy cleveland it's true 
Uh, but no, so it's, yeah, it's, uh, I really kind of feel like the playoffs just started today. And that's, that's a, that's a, maybe a short-sighted self-serving kind of thing because, you know, I, I, I live in Pittsburgh and I don't know. I think it, it's natural whenever you're, whenever a team is coming off a cup victory to, to come into the next postseason dialed down a little bit. Yeah. Like I, I think that's sort of natural. Uh, but yeah, this is this feels like it finally kicks. It kicks out of my own personal interest in the series a, a lot, a lot more than than I'd anticipated. You're like finally someone picked up a low grade concussion. I can give a shit now. I thought, and I totally thought I was done having opinions about about uh, discipline decisions. Like I like I've that I thought that bird had flown for me. I'm never well. Th- this is a bad one. Th- th- it's not. It's not surprising, right, that that the NHL Department of Player Safety is like, hmm, well, we don't see a problem with this. Like, if he had broken his stick in half and stabbed Coonhockle with it, like, they'd, they'd have been like, well, listen, I mean, you know, he shouldn't have been out on the ice in that situation or whatever. Like, there's always some justification that's total bullshit that you, that you have to expect as just this is how it's going to be. It's also a nice little misdirection on their part, making it completely about the cross check, right? And not the elbow to the face, and not and not and not the ensuing elbow to the face, right? Well, the, like I, their justification is going to be, we felt it was worth exactly, you know, a, a game misconduct or whatever it was. It's it's one of those things where if Tom Kuhnhockel was injured on that play, if he got stretchered off. And if he was concussed, Matt Calvert would have been suspended for eight games. Yeah, absolutely. And and I am not like I understand the logic behind factoring injury into the ultimate decision. Like I I get why they do that, even though I don't think I completely agree with it. But to me, injury should be reason to take a play from non-suspendable to suspendable for a game or two. It's not something where you should jump from zero to eight because make no mistake if Kunako was if Kunako was legitimately injured on, on that play, Calvert would Calvert would be done He'd be for in the jail. Most. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. I, I like I'm, I'm a big fan of saying like, well, sticks break pretty easily because uh, they don't, and even if they did, that's still just a bogus like if if i if i hit someone in the head with a beer bottle during during a fight and the hey, beer it's bottle made breaks, of glass folks it glass glass officer glass breaks easily please don't arrest me it's not that's not gonna work uh but this is this is ex- and this is exactly the route that this series felt like it was gonna go you could you could tell within watching the first period of game one Yep. That the blue that the Blue Jackets were gonna run around and get scored on and then it was gonna devolve into just dip shittery from, from then on. And it and it I mean if <clears throat> and then once the Penguins went up three one or four one, it's late in the game, like you you knew something like that was coming. Yeah. And that's what's that's that's what's kind of pathetic, is that is that you could sense that this that this was happening. And that it was also, by the way, probably going to be Matt Calvert because he was Running around runs. the whole game, yeah. Yeah, right. He he was he was taking runs for for game two and game one before that. 
Yep. Uh, and, you know, I'm I'm trying to think of a time when a John Tortorella team that was losing by two or three goals late in a playoff game didn't try to injure another team's player. Like, that's such standard shit from him. And, you know, the, he's, he's so good at moralizing about everything else in the league. Oh, the Penguins whine so much. And it's like, bro, you tried to fight a coach, like, three years ago. You're a fucking idiot. Like... Well, and it's and it's effective too in a lot of ways because, like what Tortorella said after Game One, there's 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 truth to that where he says like, this is a game where people get hit. It's part of what we do. Blah blah. It's completely true. I yeah. I, I I agree with him fundamentally on that. But to equate clean hits and, and physical hockey with what Matt Calvert did is really really stupid and and it's and it's unfair and it's a front to actually clean physical hockey you know this is this is not an apples to apples comparison you 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 know hip checking someone and knocking them off the puck is not the same as uh cross checking an unsuspected dude in the head and then elbowing him in the face it, right. it's so so to equate the two is is uh is ridiculous and it and it should offend people who actually prefer like physical physical play because that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, again, he's a moron. Like he's a dumb dude. So it it doesn't surprise me at all. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I it's I don't know. I I don't I don't think I agree with you there, but you know, it's it's the wrong approach and it's and it's uh uh, it's a it's a miracle it's it's a miracle that he hasn't been behind some sort of really horrible maiming on on ice honestly. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. But anyway, um, the other dumb thing in sports this week is the NBA season ends. Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double, second guy in NBA history to average a triple double over a full season. And there are actual sports writers out there who are like. I just think Kawhi Leonard had a better season. And it's right. like, what? It, I mean, we see this in hockey or any other sport, too, where guys try to talk themselves. That, like, guys have such good seasons that sports writers have to find reasons why they shouldn't vote for them. And it doesn't make any sense. The point isn't subterfuge. You're not trying to trick anybody. But here we are where, like, Russ Westbrook should win unanimously. Everybody should have him as their number one vote, and it's not going to happen. I mean, he's still going to win, so I guess on some level, who cares? But it's I my so my stupid. question to you, I agree with you. My question to you is this: the the case for Leonard is uh, is built around is built around advanced stats, you know, efficiency rating and usage rate. I mean, that's, he, he has, he has, it sounds insane, but he has Westbrook beat in, in some regards. So how do you reconcile that reality with your own position towards, towards, uh, award voting and, and stats as it relates to stats specifically? I, on, on, the most basic level, like 
part of it is Russ Westbrook had to do it himself because his team was terrible. I agree with you. I, I got again. I think I, I wouldn't even blink. It the fact that it's a debate seems insane to me. But there are smart people. You know, Tim Bontemps from the Washington Post is one of them, who who were making the case for for Kawhi, and it's and it's and it's built and it's built around numbers. I no, so, and like I re- I really get it because like the Spurs had no right to be as good as they were in mm-hmm. in this situation and if you want to say that they were because Kawhi Leonard had an amazing season he absolutely did there's no two ways about it but like it's the same with OKC but they're even worse yeah so no, I, I, like I know efficiency it's... rating and, and all that kind of stuff like yeah you know literally Westbrook had to do everything because nobody else on his team could. And and this is and obviously like you This is this is the case for Connor McDavid in in a lot of ways too. I think Connor McDavid's the MVP of the league. Of course he is. Like I voted for him. Yeah. I and I uh, honestly the only the only person I would really accept besides that is Sergey Bobrovsky, but he wasn't the standard for goaltending. I still, I still really struggle with with goaltenders. Yeah, and 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 the heart. Like I, I have an issue with that because it's like goaltenders are, are fundamentally more important to more right, valuable like, to teams than skaters. So like the it, best goalie every year is the most valuable player. Honestly, right, right, and in the, the best three goalies every year are, are the most valuable players. So what do you do? Like that's just that's just a basic tenet of the game. So I, no, I I totally agree with you. Um, I wouldn't vote for a goalie for the heart because of that. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think, vote, but I think I think over the years, I'm trying to remember. There was definitely I I've probably had I probably had an award ballot for five years, and I want to say the first year. It might have been the year that Varlamov was really good. I'm trying to remember who who what it was. I, I I can't I can't remember. But I've moved away from from including goalies on on the ballot just for that for that simple reason. Yeah, it it, it makes total sense, and I think there does need to be I don't know some sort of clarification from the league about like goalies shouldn't win this award anymore or something like that. Just because I, I would yeah I agree I w- I would love that because because that's one of the toughest things to parse every year and, and at this point i'm i've been i've been doing it long enough where i'm like where i'm dug in on it i'm just i'm just not gonna vote for goalies on, yeah, on that on that part of the ballot honestly i think it's kind of it's kind of dumb in a way because in college hockey um or it used to be anyway but like in college hockey the most recent goalie to win uh the the hobie baker as the best player in the country was ryan miller so, mm-hmm. you know, he's old as hell now. So, you know, this is how long ago it was. Um, Ryan Miller had a 950 save percentage when the national average was like 902. And yeah. uh, he played pretty much every minute all season long. So, like, that's the standard in college hockey now. Um, That a goalie has to just be, like, literally the best season by a goaltender in the history of college hockey is all you're going to be able to do to... uh to get that award. And that makes sense, especially now that they have an award for uh, the best goalie in the country. So, 
Right. So you you just relegate those guys to yep. to that award. When they didn't um, have it, it was it was a little more of a, a tricky question. But now that they do, there's no question to ask. So yeah, it's the the award thing's always tough, man. That's that's always a source of source of anxiety for for me at least, and it should be. Like you should take this stuff seriously. Very it's, it sounds, seriously, I agree. Well, because um, because like there's bonus ultimately on the line and and yeah, there's 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 real life consequences for these guys to to these awards. So it's well, did you it's see? Un- oh, who was it? There was some guy in the NBA uh, going into the last game. It was like, and he had a clause in his contract that if he shot more than thirty-five percent uh, from three points, he would get an extra half a million. Did you see this? Right. No. So going into the last game, he was shooting thirty-five point one percent. He did not attempt a three. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, this is this is why performance bonuses like that. Uh, can end up being actually not very good necessarily. Sometimes, I mean, well, look at what, look at what happened with with Jack Eichel. He finished whatever it was, like one one hundredth of a point away from a from a two million dollar bonus in in points yep. per game. Yep, you shouldn't that, have gotten hurt. I, well, it's a it was was it points per game or, or straight points? I think it's straight points. Okay, it might well, be points I mean, per game. I don't know. But... No, I'm I'm pretty sure it was points per game. Okay, well, anyway, I mean, even still, like you see my point, but yeah. That sucks. I, yeah, it does. It does suck. Like I, you know, two million dollars. <laughs> that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money, man. It's a lot of money, even if you're already rich. In my opinion, you're right. <laughs> I'll take two million dollars. In my, you know, maybe it's just me. For me, I would. I mean the 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 best example of of it. And it always comes back to this is when because we've talked about this several times is the debacle when in 2012 when Ovechkin won the MVP while playing right wing he made the all-star team first all-star team at at right wing and second all-star team at left yep and like it cost Taylor Hall fifty thousand dollars or something because because he didn't make because he didn't make uh third third team all all NHL like that I, I would I would go I would lose my mind if that happened man oh yeah but fifty thousand dollars buys a lot of boating lessons for Taylor Hall. <laughs> you could get the best, the best, uh, the best sailor in the world to teach you the ways of his craft. I don't know if that's true. I bet, I bet those guys are expensive. You'd be like, I, I mean, I don't know, some some dude who won the America's Cup be like. I'll give you fifty grand to come hang give, out for an I'll afternoon. Give, I'll, I'll give you fifty fifty grand to like spend spend a weekend with me and and help me pass this goddamn test. Sure, yeah. I wonder if he actually did. He ever get his boating license, Taylor Hall? I I hope it happened because a lot of the other things in his professional life are not going well. Poor that poor dude. I know it. It really is like there's probably no one I feel worse for in the NHL than Taylor Hall. Just bouncing from one colossal failure to another. Other than maybe Bo Bennett, his teammate in New Jersey. Yeah, but that, that. that's that's at least like, you know, he's he just keeps getting hurt. Like that's that's well, a he little keeps, bit. He different. keeps getting hurt and just making jokes about it on Twitter, and it just it just like breaks my heart a little bit to, to, he, to see like 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 he's devolved and just having to have a sense of humor about it because otherwise you know it would drive him insane. Otherwise it would drive him crazy. Oh, shit. Poor guy. 
Yeah, so I don't know. What uh what games do we have tonight? Uh the Bruins game is tonight. Um the Ducks Flames game two is tonight. And there's one more, I think, and I don't remember what it is now. I kind of love that the Blues are up 2-0 on the Wild. It's hilarious. Everybody con themselves into picking the Wild. Yeah, I mean, yep, that certainly happened to me. And I, I, right, I know, present company included. Like I, I, I continue to avoid making like playoff picks, but I think I'd have done it. I don't know. They they I'll they make see. me. I I don't want to ever, but. I turned it into just like a total joke when, towards the end at Sporting News where I would go and, you know, throw throw darts at bar dartboards. Yeah. And make based on that because it's, it's stupid. You know, like I, obviously you can – you can the nature of short series is, is like you, you can have all the, all the predictive tools you want. But at the end of the day, it's still best of seven. So weird stuff's going to happen. Yep. And, and I think we're seeing that to an extent with – with Minnesota and St. Louis. And I, for one, love it. Yeah, it's very funny. It's ve- it's very, very funny, but at the same time, it's just like, yeah, this is stupid that like we still all have to do this because all a prediction does is give morons license to be like, you don't know anything about sports or whatever. No, like I said, I, I, I weaseled my way out of doing it. It was great. And, yeah. I, and I, I haven't done it for, for a few years now. Like I, I just kind of was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Well, that's. I think you made the right call. Yeah. Oh uh, shit. Um. Oh. Fast and the Furious number eight. I just <laughs> learned today, Sean Gentile hasn't seen most of these movies. Yeah, it's a, it's a failure. It's a failure by me. Do you do you recognize it as such or, or what? Do I recognize it as as a? I just said I did. Yeah, but like I didn't know if you were being a little bit facetious. Like you, you the ones you have seen, you've enjoyed. Certainly. Okay. But I but I also haven't seen you know five, six, seven, or eight. So you've only seen the bad ones. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean partially, yeah, because because I it was so unbelievable to me that that they could have gotten all that much more interesting. They really. So I was like, so, I was like, I like, I. It took me a while to realize that people just weren't being, you know, ironic about about loving these movies. Right. I and I realized I fully realized that that they're not like this. Like people sincerely love them. Yeah, and so um, it took uh, some doing to get me on board because I, I might have told this story before, but when I was in college. Uh, I was in a triple my freshman year with two guys who, like, I think they got put together because they both expressed an interest in drag racing their cars. Have I told this story? No. Oh, yes. So every Friday, they would, like, you know, pack up their... Wait, is that like a, is that like a questionnaire on, on, the, on the little, like, roommate matchup thing? Well, like, like you... just what are you interested in? Not Drag- do you cars. And do like, you live your like, do you okay. live your life a quarter mile at a time? And I checked no. Um, it's that's unbelievable. Like like what are you, what are you interested in? Oh, I I like uh, I like manufacturing meth. I'm like oh yeah, we should put these guys together. That's good. <laughs> so, Shared interest. 
they they did have they also had a shared interest in the band Aerosmith. So these were like two very cool guys. Um but every Friday, literally for my entire freshman year, they would watch the OG Fast and the Furious because it was the only one that had come out at that point. Uh to get themselves hyped up, drive to wherever they were drag racing, then come back and drink like Bud Lights and watch Fast and the Furious again. So I've seen, you know, parts of that movie. Like, collectively, I've probably seen that movie 40 times. And it's bad. I don't like it. Um, so I just had this aversion to it like, forever. It, it's, tough. it's tough for me to reconcile, like, how that movie could give way to stuff that was actually widely enjoyed by smart people it uh, i'll tell you what happened it, when they made th- three i think it was tokyo drift was like not successful three with three because three was the one with with the dude from friday night lights you know that yeah that that peckerwood from from friday night lights the, the movie right. and uh tyrese i guess no tyrese is in two um, the only person from the first two movies in three is Vin Diesel in a cameo at the end. And that's it. Um, but then they get the band. Vin Diesel. What? I hate Vin Diesel. Why? Like, I, it's t- like all the, all the family stuff like that. I don't like that's, that's annoying. <laughs> well, I hate to tell you this. That shit is also extremely real. Like. Well, I know. I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying it's like he's clearly sincere. Yeah, but I mean, just, he named his daughter after Paul Walker. Like that's incredible. His his behavior after Paul Walker's death was just bananas. Yeah, I I love and I I loved it, but you know, just super super sincere, weird Facebook posts by Vin <laughs> yeah. Diesel, like. Jesus Christ, get, so, get, get a grip, man. So at the end of 7, uh, there's like a voiceover with him reading a poem that he wrote very clearly about Paul Walker and not the character Brian from the movies. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. Like, you. so what happened was, 4, they got the band back together. It's the original 4 cast members. Um... And it got a little cartoonish. And then five, they brought in the rock and they were like, okay, five was like, five was the great leap forward. I, I I, know, I know that. Um, but like it, it just became a superhero movie where their power was driving cars. (laughs) I'm, I'm not joking. Like, yeah, I know. I realize you're not. There's a line in the movie where the rocks like briefing his team of like basically seal team six. And he's telling him, and he's like, and the one thing we never do is we never let them get into a car. Because if they get into a car, they're going to fly never, away. <laughs> like, Never start a land war in, in Russia. And never, and never let, let the, Vin Diesel and get never into let the, a muscle the, car. Because if let he the, does, that's it. Never yeah. let the Toretto family get into souped-up civics. Yeah. And, like... When that happened, like, and they really follow through on that to an amazing extent in five. And yeah, like it had to be a thing where multiple people said, you have to see this movie. And then somebody was like, I rented this movie. We're going to watch it. And I was like, okay. 
And then I watched right. it, and I was like, this is one of the greatest experiences of my life. <laughs> Dude, it's... Have a better life. I don't disagree live, with you. Live a better life. I don't... Look, I agree with you. But 5, 6, 7, and now 8 are incredible to an extent. Yeah. Like, they're they're not... They're not just, like, fun movies to go see. You I don't want I mean? this to turn into, like, 45 minutes on the Fast and the Furious franchise. Okay, fair enough. But let me put it this way. I don't like at the movies when anybody makes a sound. When I go see Fast and the Furious movies, I... So, for example, The Rock gives somebody the rock bottom in 8. <laughs> oh, my God. And... The, and a guy in front of me yells, that's my N-word right there. Oh, God. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, it ruled. Yeah, yeah you should have said that in his ear. Hell yeah, dude, that ruled. Oh, man. Oh, my God. There, there was one, when I saw Seven in the theater, it was the same thing where I yelled, like, this is fucking amazing. Because, like, I had no other way to viscerally, like, process it. And this dad with his kid in front of me turns around, and I think he's going to yell at me, and he goes, yeah, it is, and he high-fived me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you're bringing your kid to a Fast and the Furious movie, like, you're you're expecting a certain amount of that stuff. Yeah, but, dude, it, it really is, it's all about family with these movies. You want to see it in a full theater? I don't, I, I, is there any way to get, like, a cut of this movie where that shit is eliminated? No, like where, like, like where every time Vin Diesel opens his mouth to say that sort of stuff, it's just like yakety sacks. Sean, I hate to tell you, it really is all about family. Like that's not, there's no artifice to it, and you buy into it when you like, see I, the movies. You're again, like, again, no, it is about you, family. I agree. I, you think I'm like doubting Vin Diesel's sincerity here? Like I, no, I, I'm, what I'm I, saying I, is, I don't. What I'm saying is the sincerity is what makes it work. Like, it's so sincere. Do you like these movies because it's superheroes and it's a superhero movie about cars or, or because it's Vin Diesel, like, giving monologues directly into the camera? It, there, it, There is obviously that. But, yeah, I mean, what attracted me was how insane the car shit is. But what, I, what, what I'm saying is... When you see these movies, you're like, oh, I get it. You mm. don't, the, like, you can't be, you I, almost can't be cynical because of how sincere it is. We'll see about that. <laughs> I guess we will. But they're, they're unbelievable so, so movies. You are, and you are, it's usually the, the, the script's usually reverse, is I'm like arguing in favor of sincerity to you. Yeah, the only thing one of the only things you're sincere about is is Fast and the Furious movies. That's right, baby. And it's unbelievable. And no joke, like it's totally earned. It doesn't feel like I said I was out after the like I hadn't seen any of them before five except I, one. I, I, I understand that. So th there was no real connection to these characters except I didn't like them. So for them to be like, oh, by the way. It's all about family. We're dead fucking serious about it. And for me, after watching a two-hour movie, to go, no, yeah, family. That that all checks out. Like yeah. that's how real it is. This dude. was this was this was Michelle Rodriguez sneering into the camera for two hours. This is great. I love it. Yeah. Well, in in this new one, they're in Cuba to start. She and she and Vin Diesel are on their honeymoon, 
and uh like she's laughing and happy the whole time and I'm like I'm glad she's happy finally after all <laughs> after all she's been through Oh my god I'm I'm not even joking All right Let's move on Okay The other thing I saw this week uh that I'm very that I felt very sincerely about was uh 13 reasons why the Netflix show about teen bullying, suicide, and uh, sexual assault. Uh, that was another movie where I just had, like, a lot of very strong feelings about it and didn't expect to at all. Mm-hmm. It's very, very... The acting in particular is very, very good. So. Who is... Are there... Is it known actors in it? Um, Literally, like, here's, here's, here's my... Here's my knowledge of, of 13 reasons why i've had multiple people tell me that it's good yep and a cashier at walgreens was watching it on her phone when <laughs> when i went there last week. okay um so there are recognizable kids in it there the main kid i've seen in one or two things but i couldn't tell you what one okay so no no pretty much no um but there are uh one of the kids was on parenthood like the entire run of parenthood and the the parents are recognizable Mm-hmm. Um, but the kids are all, you know, they're the focus of the show and they are mostly like, you know, either in their first roles ever or pretty much like their first mm-hmm. major roles. Um, and every one of those kids was great. Every single one of them. Good. Yeah. How many episodes are there? 13 reasons That's why. That's yeah. No, I know. Um, the reason I was able to plow through it so quickly was because I it was during the college hockey fi- final four, and I was like, well, I literally can't go anywhere today, really, because I have to be back by like five o'clock or whatever. So I just was like, while oh. while I was while I was assuming that you were too busy to record a podcast, you were watching thirteen episodes of a Netflix show about teen bullying. Mm-hmm. It's on me. I should have I should have known. Reached out, but you never never do. So. Again, this is again. Really I don't like I don't like talking to anybody when I when I'm that when I'm that busy. So I so I just I just figured I'd let you go. Little did I know. Yeah, I don't have a lot going on, especially during the college hockey playoffs. I, I know we've this that's long been established by your TV watching habits. We know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. Um, but yeah, I I really loved it. But it really uh, also made me think about like. Oh, I guess all that mean shit I said to kids in high school was like bad, and I shouldn't have done that. Oh, you never that never crossed your mind before. No, of course it did. It took but being like, in your in, it took being, you know, thirty four and and watching a show on Netflix to realize that maybe yeah. you should have acted differently. That's right. Well, like Ted Cruz, the only way I can interact with the real world is through pop culture. <laughs> True. Um, um, but yeah, like in, in particular, it made me remember this one kid that I was friends with in like, let's say fourth through sixth grade, who was just like the bad kid. Mm-hmm. Were you, were you friends with like the one like real dirtbag bad kid at all? I'm, I'm still friends with the one dirtbag kid from fourth to sixth grade. He's yeah. one of my best friends. I was in his wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's now just a, a he directs his attention to his friends now, which is good. Yeah, he, well, uh, so that definitely is what most of my friendships are like. It's just like yeah. busting balls, right? For sure, a hundred percent. But yeah, 
but I, I'm just, I'm, I'd, I'm, I'm stunned by this. Like you're like, oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. No, I, I, like I said, obviously I knew well in advance that maybe all the mean things I said to kids was not good. But <laughs> like, you know, I, as far as I know, I've never driven anyone to like suicide or depression or anything like that. But the possibility that I could have, I was like, fuck. That's... Yeah, it's probably it's 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 greater than zero for sure. Yeah, like I said, sure. I, uh, suicide. It's... We're gonna take bullying, that one off. Bullying the table, is a, bullying is a slippery slope because oh, when really you're when, when you're eleven years old and you have no impulse control and you don't really know how the world works, uh, it's easy to just like speaking from speaking from you know a a male standpoint. Like it's easy to turn just normal ball busting and 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 horseplay into like actual into actual real life bullying with with consequences. Yeah, it, uh, and all I think about when I think about it in that context is that clickhole article that's like amazing. It turns out years of harassment, the bully was just kidding the whole time. Yes, yeah, that's what that's what every I I would venture to say that that's what a lot of that's that's the that's the response from a lot of people. I I know I I look back on it like that. I'm like, oh yeah, we were just we were just messing around with that kid. It it got out of hand a, a, a little bit, and you know we made him feel bad or or or, or whatever. Yeah. But it, but that's that's totally what it is. Like you're just you're not aware of the consequences that your actions have on on other people. Um, but yeah, thinking about that bad or, kid, or or, or 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 I guess the other flip side is like you're you actively enjoy causing you like you fully realize that you're causing people pain and and, and enjoy it's it. Extremely good to you, yes. yeah. And, and then and then it's time to go to counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, but get get medicated because yeah, you thinking, are a psycho. Thinking about that that bad kid, I remembered um, one thing he did in particular where he it was like kind of bullying but it was okay so when we were in sixth grade and you know i think the statute of limitations is up on this so i don't even have to say allegedly uh this kid that i was friends with he had told me hey i'm gonna do something crazy and uh and blame it on this other kid russ this weekend and i was like okay man whatever and uh it turned out he had broken into the school over the weekend (laughs) And broke a microscope, like, <laughs> in one of the science classrooms, and then wrote the this kid Russ's name on the chalkboard. <laughs> so... Like, did it work? So that's the thing. Uh, Monday, like, first thing, you know, Russ, blah, 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 can you please report to the office? And he gets called in, and they're like... We're going to assume that you didn't do this because you wouldn't have written your own name on the chalkboard. And Russ was like, "Yeah, that that is thank, a correct." Thank you. Yes, <laughs> I am not. I am not the world's worst criminal. Right. And so they were like, uh, "Who do you think did it?" And he's like, uh, "This kid, like uh, Jonathan." He, he was like, "I'm almost certain that Jonathan did it." And this was indeed the kid who had told me, "I'm going <laughs> to try to get right." Like. Russ knew exactly who it was. Try to frame him. Yeah. And, and it was just like, that is that is the level of like, what a bad, like the bad kid this was. But, yeah, you know. Yeah, he's, he was like a, that's good that he, he didn't turn out to be 
like a Bond villain. Right. Yeah, he was he was just kind of a dumb kid who, you know, uh, and that was the thing. When you were his friend, he was nice. I think I still have his copy of Contra at my parents' house. Like, he never, <laughs> he never came back for it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's one of those things where it was just like, man, kids are fucking mean. Yeah, I, I'd come to that conclusion on my own. Well, yeah, but. Not to, not to brag. Well, first of all, congratulations. Uh, but like seeing it, because ha- you're watching the show and you're like, well, why would you say that? But right. at the time, like you said, you don't have the impulse control. You don't know how the world works. And so you're just like, I just say anything. I'm a fucking idiot. 17 year old. I definitely it was young, like, I think I don't know. I I went to an all boys school. So it's grading on a curve there for, for, for high school. But I think by that point, I, I, I had a pretty good sense of of the line between just typical asshole behavior and then like actual, actual terrible stuff. But when I was, when I was in like elementary school, I definitely, I definitely didn't. Yeah. Well, definitely not. When I was, when I was 12 years old, I, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was (laughs) not, not great. Yeah. Well, I, I was known for like punching back too hard. Like a kid would be like, Hey, me, yeah. Yeah, well, like, so when I was in, like, seventh grade, I remember this kid, like, called me gay or whatever, and I don't remember what I said to him, but I got sent to the principal's office, and the and the principal was like, well, why did you say this thing? And I was like, well, you know, he called me gay. What was I going to do, not say anything? And the principal's like, here's what you got to understand. You're way smarter than that kid, and the thing that you said to him, like, he was being mean, but, like, you were way meaner without even meaning to be, just because... Right, because because you're smart, you're smart and very sensitive, and that is and that is a, a lethal that's combination. A, that's a that's a lethal combination. Yeah, and so he was like, "Don't you know you couldn't you shouldn't do this kind of thing." And me being in seventh grade, I was like, "This is a powerful weapon you just gave me." <laughs> oh God! And flash forward and twenty years, and here we are. Yep, that's right. It all worked, it all worked out for me. Thanks, thanks, principal. Um, oh boy. Oh yeah. I, I, maybe I'll, maybe I'll give that a look. Maybe, maybe not. I'm just, I'm, I continue to be guilty of just rewatching stuff rather than, rather than, rather than finding new stuff. Better Call Saul is a great example of that. Like I, I, I have all the time in the world for that show. Oh, like yeah, I, great. I watched, I watched the back half of, of season two again, rather than watching something new. Mm. Yeah. I don't really have that except like the Simpsons. Where I can nope. watch a Simpsons episode anytime, or like I'll think of a Simpsons episode, and because the internet exists, I can just pull it up in two seconds. Um, yeah, like, I, like I've I've been watching a, like old Seinfelds. Yeah, I I've it's but, never occurred to me that I should rewatch like Seinfeld or Friends or even like yeah. a more recent show like Parks and Rec, where it's like, eh, I don't I don't need to do that. Yeah, it's a it's a double edged sword. <laughs> Because it's fun to watch that stuff, but then it's like, well, I all, there's also a gazillion TV shows that I just and they're really good now. About. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Like that that it's it's that fear of that fear of like missing a show that I would really love. You know what I mean? That that that's what drives me to keep watching all this stuff and not just be you know you or Dave Lozo and just watch an episode of Friends for the ninetieth time. I I'm not a big I'm not a big Friends guy. Well, right? Yeah, the, no, I the I. Principal. The principal stands. Yeah, it's 
I'm, I, and I'm and I'm better and I'm better with other stuff. Like I I listen to a ton of new music and I watch a ton of movies, but there's like definitely I'm partially blocked on 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 TV with a lot of stuff. For sure. Like well, like why why did I not watch like this like the second season of The Leftovers in preparation for season three? I I don't I don't know why did I watch two hours of Seinfeld in, instead of instead of starting on that? I don't have a good explanation. The for thing it. I really want. When is when a new show comes back, there's a half hour previously on. Oh, absolutely. That would be, that would solve so many of my problems. Cause that's mm-hmm. the thing with, with Better Call Saul. It came back and I was so psyched for it. And then like nine things happened and I was like, I know, I remember that they set this up, but I don't remember how. Yeah. That was, that was where, cause I also, I didn't finish the season either. So I, but I like started up before where where i stopped and just sort of reset some stuff yeah um and season two of that show is phenomenal oh yeah the in this the season opener for three was obviously obviously really good um i think it's funny that a criticism of better call Call Saul is that is that it moves too slowly like i i don't agree with that whatsoever i'd watch i want every show i watch to really take its time on all that stuff yeah yeah if if there were like I didn't think that the first step of season three was great, but like at the bottom of my list of complaints about it was that like Mike Ermintrout spent fifteen minutes dismantling a car. Like I, I I could watch an hour of that every week, just him doing him doing him just working in silent in borderline silence for for an hour where he's like you know setting up a tripwire or something. Yeah, it, I mean, and that's certainly, they, they laid the groundwork for that with Breaking Bad, where they would just have, you know, entire five-minute sequences with no words, and it's just the, you know, the process of cooking meth. Like that, like, there was that shot at the start of one of the season two episodes, it was just, like, a five-minute-long tracking shot at the U.S.-Mexico border. Yeah, the only point was amazing. Was to sh- Pretty much the only point of it, it was phenomenal, and pretty much the only point of it was to a show off, which is great. Yep, I'm because into it. they 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 literally had a steady cam that went from a they took it down a crane onto the road, in for 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 one long tracking shot. It was it was unbelievably cool, and but it was also five minutes devoted at the start of the show just to that, just to show that it's possible to sneak stuff across the U.S. Mexico border. And like I, I, I have all the time in the world for for that for that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's it's great to see a show that like really, um, is is willing to just be like, you know, we only have what two hundred seventy minutes a season or whatever it is, and we're totally willing to burn it because we know like part of that because we know, um. Like we're confident enough as filmmakers and and script writers and that kind of thing that we're gonna be able to still nail everything else, right? Because and, they do. and then and, and Better Call Saul also it's an ace in the hole for them because they know that they can just make that show as long as they want, right? Like there's literally nothing they could do that that would cause AMC to to say like, up, oh, actually, no, you're not gonna get that last season. So and and they also realize, I think, and I, and Vince Gilligan has said as much that. You know, they've they realized early on that it was going to be a longer process than maybe they anticipated. Taking Jimmy McGill to to Saul to Saul Goodman, so they're completely down because they have basically unlimited time 
to explore <laughs> to to sit there and dick around for a third of your season premiere is is spent like with Mike at a junkyard, you know, pulling his car apart. Yep. That, and that's and, that, and that's fine. Keep doing it. Yeah, I I you know, like the only the only thing I'll say about it is um the I think the only thing they're racing against really is um is the hairline on, on Saul Goodman there. Yes. Well, I mean, Odenkirk's Odenkirk's had plugs already. Maybe maybe right. he just needs to which is not a joke. Like like no, I he, know. he's openly like I I had hair replacement. So just 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 get him some new ones. It's fine. Well, and at this point you can expense that shit. Absolutely. Hell that's yeah. a that's a that that's a production expense. It, but it was super noticeable in in the season premiere. That's why I that's why no, I bring it sure. up. For sure. Um, as a bald it, man it, myself, it, I'm not normally one to uh <laughs> to bust balls yeah. on that kind of thing. But it, like I said, it was just super noticeable. No, no, it's not it's it's not even that. It's just, you know, it's just a uh not anachronism, but you know you know what I mean. Yeah, like maybe, he doesn't Maybe it's kind of an anachronism. Another classic flub <laughs> in filmmaking. <laughs> Fails and flubs. Flubs uh, and snubs. I weirdly used to love reading that shit on imdb i don't know about you but like they'd be you know they'd say that car you know wasn't introduced until 1928 but this film is set in 1925 i like imdb trivia like i'm a i'm a sucker for like mental floss listicles that are like here's 15 here's 15 things about you know uh 15 facts about whatever fast and the furious like i i yeah, love it doesn't even have to I, be a movie i care about no not a, that's 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 why i picked that one like i i don't i don't care i have all the time in the world for like here's people who who, we, who were in the running to get cast in movies like that sort of stuff yes, I, I that shit is my, too good man yeah my, my my appetite for that is is enormous i less so about like continuity errors though i i don't i don't i care less about that yeah, I don't. I I I do like when it when they point out specifically like time related anachronisms where it's like this wasn't introduced till 1962 in this episode of Mad Men. <laughs> you know, it's because you're more of a pedant than I am. That's as right. Kind of stuff. I or or I'm or I just care less about details. It's it's one or the other. It's probably Dep- it's probably the latter. <laughs> Depends on your point of view. Mm, yes. <laughs> Say really. Yeah. Um, all right. You want to do the draft here? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, this week in honor of Easter, we had multiple people ask, um, "How about this little little thing we call the candy draft, baby?" Um, we had people specifically ask for Easter candy. I think that's a little limiting. So, yeah, there's four kinds it of is. Easter candy: jelly beans. <laughs> Correct. The pastel M and M's, Reese's eggs, and I think that might be it. There's there's more than that, I would say, but you know, a lot of them aren't any good, right? So we're just gonna do nope. regular ass candy bars, folks. And I'm almost certain we've done this before, honestly. But well, know, like I said, it's not uh, it's not it wasn't a votable one, so we'll just do it again. Correct. And. Yeah, that's fine. I, I I think that as long as we acknowledge we probably did it before, but I don't have any evidence of it um, in terms of, like, putting it on the Twitter account, we're good. We can redo it. They, they need to be also 
they need to be there needs to be some difference, some fundamental difference. Like I, I have the first pick, right? You do. Okay. Well, I, I take I take Reese's cups. Well, sure you do. First. But that to me, that should eliminate like you we can't just go back and forth drafting like Reese's hearts and Reese's yeah, no, eggs. Obviously. Obviously. Whatever. Okay. Um, well then, I'm going to take a little bar I like to call the Snickers bar. How, how, how deep are we going here? We'll go five. Okay. Um, with my second pick, we're going chocolate base here, right? It doesn't have to be. Um, I'm looking at my candy, list. And, candy bar. Yeah, I'm looking at my list and I have nothing but chocolate based, so but if you wanted to say Twizzlers, I wouldn't hold it against you. No, I, I don't I don't care about that. No, I understand. Uh no. second pick, the take five bar. Oh, son of a bitch. I love it. It's so good. I dude. love it. It's so good. I had one at the movies last week and I felt great about it. Not a huge fan of the new packaging, but it doesn't affect the taste of the bar itself. No. No, we're not. Uh, we're not dealing I, with like, any of that. I think it's great because that's still that's a relatively recent addition to the to the uh, gas station candy bar arsenal. Um, and that's awesome. I feel like I feel like it it takes it takes something special to to uh, to to innovate there. Yeah, I totally agree. take five. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Kit Kat bar. Yeah, pretty pretty good. That was what I was gonna. That was. You're on the fence was, about I was, it. I was always gonna take. I, I I wouldn't say I was on the fence, but I I would. That was that was that would have been my next pick. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Kit Kat bars Every, also. Everybody loves also. them. Everybody loves them, and they are safe for people with nut allergies. Did I didn't you know? know that. No. As a person yep. who doesn't have a nut allergy, I don't have to care about that at all. You should be sensitive to, to, to people like that, right? Mm, I'm, I don't agree. <laughs> uh, next selection from me. Yes. Twix. Which one? Um, God. Go old classic, regular Twix. Caramel Twix, it is, baby. Um, I prefer the peanut butter Twix. I already have the OG peanut butter. I understand. So. I understand. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I'm. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to team build here, man. Sure. I I I, I understand. I I agree with you. Uh, overall, though. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um. Ooh, this is a tough one now. Hmm. I'm going to say peanut M&M's. Hmm. I like peanut M&M's. I think they're great. I like them. Do you have a uh, an M&M that you prefer over peanut? Yeah, peanut butter. Like I we we we've we've established this. Like I'm yeah, we're both super in the tank for peanut butter. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying not to, you know, completely load this up with 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 peanut butter stuff. But um, I really don't care. I'm taking the Reese's fast break. 
Wow. Fast Break over even Nutrageous? I think Fast Break is better than Nutrageous, yes. Wow, that's a strong... I don't agree. I can't agree with it. So so be it. <laughs> uh, I don't give a shit about you or anything that you do. Sean, that hurts me to hear you say that. Um, I'm going to go with the $100,000 bar. Son of a bitch! That's a good one, man. Thanks. They have those. They have those in our in our in our break room. At the Post Gazette, and I would oh, yeah. I would clean them out on that. I'd just be like, "This box is coming home with me." It's it's tough. I've gained a little bit of weight since I started working there. Because there's like there, there's a large there's a large amount of of good of good candy there. Yeah, when I when I stopped by the uh, Yahoo offices one time, like the first time I'd ever been there, I walked out with like way too much food. <laughs> I was just like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this is all free." Into my yeah, bag. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm taking this. Yeah. Uh, is this my fourth pick? It's your last pick, fifth. Milky Way. A poor man Snickers. Yeah, but there's a reason Snickers was was a number one choice. Yeah, this is this I is this is this is decent value for Milky Way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. I'm going to go with Coffee Crisp. Pandering to Canadian people with that? I'm really not. It's an unbelievable candy bar. They also sell them at my local grocery store now, which is amazing. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because if if this were something that that you couldn't get, you can't get in the United States, I, I think that would be, I think that would be bogus. I have Canadian friends who send me some in the mail sometimes. Doesn't count. I understand, but that's how I—that's how my habit got started, and now, but now that I can buy them and they're just the same price as a regular ass candy bar, when I whenever I go grocery shopping, I'm like, I'll take one coffee crisp to go, please. And it works out great. What are what are what are some ones that you that you uh, left off? Oh, that I, maybe uh, peanut butter Twix. I left off. I left off the aforementioned nutrageous. Um, I really like a Nestle Crunch. So do I. I, I almost picked that. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah, Fifth Avenue. I think Fifth Avenue is the best of that. I, I like don't Fifth know Avenue. I've never had a Fifth Avenue. What? It's better than Butterfinger, and it's better than Clark Bars. Better Butterfinger sucks. I fucking hate Butterfingers. I'm not a fan. Not, I don't get not it. A fan. I don't like that Bart Simpson is always trying to tell me. I'm like Bart. I'm not going to try to lay a finger on your Butterfinger. <laughs> Uh, I guess neither of us are big, big, uh, big toffee guys. No. Because Heath, Heath Bar people love. That's my mom's real shit, but not me. Never we definitely talked about, like, mother candy bars. <laughs> I, I, sure. I remember that. We, we've had that discussion before. Uh, I also had on the list, in honor of Easter, well, partly in honor of Easter, partly because they're fucking amazing, Cadbury mini eggs. They're good. They're good. Um, we agree that paydays are terrible. Yep. Fuck them. I'd rather not eat something than eat a payday. <laughs> I'm a, I, I like a caramello. Mm, yeah. Take a Milky Way. Give me yeah. some nougat. Sure. 
three along the same some, lines, three musketeers. Bro, 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 okay, bro, give me some nougat. Yeah, apparently, that that's too much nougat for me. I used to love it when I was a kid, but now, like, I had one recently, and I was like, yeah, this is this is too rich for my blood. Three musketeers. Yeah, yeah, two nougat. Uh, sky bars are terrible. I'm I'm just looking at lists now and spitballing. Sky bar. Why that's so. Would be great if it was just chocolate and yes. caramel. Yeah, chocolate you, filling's you, great. Caramel's yeah. great. Marshmallow, get the fuck out of here. I'm not a marshmallow guy, man. No. Don't like mallow cups. They're not good. That's why. Yeah. And I will say, like, I'm such a I'm such a mark for for Reese's products. Like, I could have easily just gone like nutrageous. Reese's sticks, which Reese's are sticks are awesome. They're so good, dude. The C- uh. so there's a CVS near the movie theater I go to, and mm-hmm. I all and it's two Reese's bars for two dollars, and so I get, you know, Reese sticks is always one of them, and then I'll mix it up with the other one. Uh, but have you had the Reese's peanut butter cups with the pieces of Reese's pieces in it? Yes. So good, <laughs> unbelievable. I'd ra- this obviously they're good. Like I would rather just have a regular Reese's. Oh, I don't agree. I I think it, I think it really bumps them to the next level. You know what? You're a loser. <laughs> I know that. Um, I've just spent the last few minutes the, talking about candy Hershey, bars. I like the the Hershey five layer crunch. Have you eaten that? No. What is that? I've never even heard of it. It's, not, it's a new one. It's fine. What what, got, what are what are these layers? It's a five layer five layer cookie crunch, I believe, is what it's called. Walk me through what the layers are. Okay, I'm I'm definitely gonna forget one, so I need to. It's it's there's like definitely, uh, there's a few of them, but it's it like sounds like there are five. No no no, there's a, there's a few different like, a few oh, different I versions see, like variety. of layer crunch. Yeah, yeah yeah. So it's milk chocolate with shortbread cookie bits and caramel. Okay. And I think there, and and I think caramel is the variable. Like there's like I want to say mint and peanut butter or something. I'd have the peanut butter I one. Her, I like I like Hershey bars. Yeah, they're good. I don't like dark chocolate. No, not really. I'm gonna have candy. Like why, why not make it fucking sweet, baby? Come on now. What do I look like? The queen? what do I look like? The Queen of England? Come on. You do actually. There's there's eighty eighty percent dark. No, there's a resemblance there, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Too swarthy. <laughs> um, okay. You wanna go to questions? Let's go to questions. You know what? I think we should just make the questions episode separate. Alright. I'm in. I'm, Let's do it. I'm into that. Uh yeah, we're over an hour on this one, so yeah, we'll we'll knock down, I don't know, ten questions in, in a yeah. episode that I'll Put out at the exact same time. Yep, as a thank you for putting up with our bullshit. <laughs> yes, as an apology for the overall demeanor of the show at all times, and also for not doing one in for three weeks or whatever it was. That's right, you get it. Um, so yeah, th- this is the end of that. But you can just click over in one second to the next one. So uh, we'll see you over there.